You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Good day, everybody. This is Brandon Bishop. I welcome you to the Brandon Bishop podcast. And man, I'm trying to get back on track of doing these things like every single week, not skipping weeks, not being lazy with it. But it's going to be really hard here pretty soon to like, I'm going to have to take all this stuff with me. I'm like slated this year alone. I'm slated to be on the road. Visiting every single state out there, all of you, I will be in your territories for this new project I have called the 22. Now, um, this thing's happening, like flights are booked for like, like things, like places are being talked to where we're, here's what the 22 is. And this is not a plug to start the show. Nobody wants to start a show. I hate it when podcasts do that. Like, Hey, welcome to the show. And then, uh, Hey, here's a you know, electric razor that trims your balls or something. I I freaking hate that. Like just, it's not personable. You're trying to sell me something. I don't want to be sold anything. I want to be talked to. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want to do to you. I want to talk to you. I I, want to have a conversation with you. You've asked a bunch of questions and I've just got a bunch more today and I'm happy about that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Our numbers are still really good. They could always be better. So tell a friend. But yeah, the 22 is something that you're going to want to know about because um, really soon, like in the next couple days, you can go to the 22 is cool, which is, you know, the number 22, the 22 is cool.com. And you'll be able to see the skeleton of uh, the new site. And it's going to be a streaming network channel on Roku, Amazon, just like a site TV, which I'll get to at the end of the show. I'm going to keep all the plugs for the happy ending. That's my new thing. I have a lot of stuff going on. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to partake. I need your money. Send it. Buy it. Do it. Subscribe. But I'm going to keep all of that to the end of the show. Okay? Can we, can we at least agree on that? I don't, you know, and I'm jokingly, I'll dive into it once in a while and you know, be like, hey, by the way, you can go to asytv.com, asytv.com, and get over 600 hours of all original. Okay, I'm not going to do it right now. Um... But the 22 is going to be a top 22 list in every state and territory within the uh, continental United States. And it's going to be the top 22 places where you can eat, where you can drink, and where you can adventure. Now, what is that? I'll, I'll subcategorize that a little bit. Eating, restaurants, cafes, food trucks, all the cool spots. So basically, let's say... Um, oh, let me get back to it. Uh, <laughs> I, I sidetrack. You know, I listened to last week's podcast, and I would start something like three times in that podcast, and I never finished it. And I pissed myself off. So I apologize for that as well. If you were latching on to something that I was going to say, and then I didn't go anywhere with it, I just went in a completely different direction and left that behind. <sighs> I apologize about that. I really do. And I apologize to myself because I think I pissed myself off more than anybody. Ah, oh, yeah. I have a bulletproof coffee in me. 
Um, I'm happy about that. So it's giving me the energy, even though it's pretty early on a Monday morning. Had to drop the kid off at school this morning, and you know I got to pick him up here in a few hours. But I, like I said, I want to get back on track. And speaking of getting back on track, I'm doing it again. I was just talking about the 22, and now I'm talking about dropping my kid off at school. What the fuck is wrong with my brain? I think the wiring uh, is just something's wrong with the wiring in, in my brain where I'm just I have to like just go on. It's 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 the squirrel theory. It's like oh, there's a squirrel. I must chase that squirrel. Hmm. No more squirrels, Brandon. Get back to it. The 22. This is why this is personal. See, I do this podcast because it's my outlet. It's my personal outlet. I don't scream at people on the on the road. I don't I don't do anything that's like I don't stand on a soapbox in, in the middle of a park. I don't do that. I have this. This is my soapbox. A lot of people use social media as their soapbox, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but anyways, the 22. <laughs> I'm doing it again. I'm doing it while I'm complaining about doing it. It's, oh, Oh, I just want to slap the shit out of myself once in a while. But anyways, the 22. (laughs) Pretty soon you'll be able to go to the 22iscool.com or you'll be able to get the app on iOS and Android or you'll be able to go to Roku, Amazon, uh, Apple TV and all that stuff as well. And um, you'll be able to see a top 20 in every single state. Every state is represented. Every Even Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. New York City has its own states. There's North and South California because that's a big one. There's East and West Texas because that's a big one. You'll be able to go there and see a top 22 list of all things food, drink, and adventure. Now, dr- food is, like I said, cafes, restaurants, stuff like that. Drink is like bars, breweries, uh, even like distilleries, wineries, things like that. And... Uh, just places you can go get your buzz on maybe even coffee shops i don't know it's drink right and then adventure is you know all things adventure it could be anything from like my kid's got a place in town that he loves called dart wars it could be an arcade it could be skydiving it could be skiing water skiing Uh, it could be you know jet skis horseback whatever it is i'm making a commercial right now and it's got all that stuff on there so you'll get the point um so yeah you'll be able to do that but in order to do this i am Personally, going around to every single state and territory in the union and filming a little documentary piece about each one of these top 22 places in each state. So that's my 2020, man. I'm sacrificing my year for this project. And yeah, these businesses will pay me something like 29 bucks a month or something like that. It's real cheap for the businesses. So if you're in one of these categories and you're listening and you're somewhere out there within the US of A, contact me immediately. You'll go to the Facebook page. There's a Facebook page for the Brandon Bishop podcast. Just go there or just look me up in individually on Facebook and reach out because we'd love to have you and we'd love to get your recommendations as well. So let's say you're sitting there in Oklahoma listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast while you're at work or something. Hopefully you don't have it on a big speaker where other people can hear it because I say fuck a lot and I say shit a lot and these are still bad, bad words and we can't have them anymore. Anyway, my throat is dry today. Is it like, I got a humidifier in the room. I I got like this new space heater uh, thanks to Blue Dragon Entertainment. And um, <laughs> it, I, I don't know, maybe that's drying me out. What is, hang on, I gotta get a drink of water. This is what you you tuned in to listen to, ready? Mm. Ah, okay. It's better. 
Still not good though. It's still not. It's very arid. Like when I breathe in, because I talk really fast. And when I talk really fast like this, and then I have to, I have to catch a breath, and I go. Oh, it just my throat's getting dry. It's not good if you run a podcast. Anyway, twenty two is coming out. Like I said, this year twenty twenty is all about building it. And if you build it, they will come. They being you. So go check it out. You'll be able to see the skeleton of it and get the the premise of it. Uh, pretty soon, because I think we're getting ready to uh, launch it. It's pretty much built. I just have to add the elements to it, which are the videos. And uh, but I, I got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today, man. It's you know the Kobe Bryant thing. Uh, it's awful, and I, I got a feeling it's going to get real heated on this podcast. Not because of the tragedy. That is just brutal i you know i've never been a basketball fan not since like the bad boys back in you know the pistons of the 90 91 era uh you know last time like a detroit team won anything um <laughs> but I, I don't think i've watched a single like minute of basketball since and i you know kobe bryant uh i guess he's a great basketball player i i, I don't know anything i i don't follow the sport but this is a father and a daughter. That's that's what I, that hits me. I, you know, I've never like if, if Kobe Bryant died of you know, I'd be like that's really sad. But I, you know, it doesn't really affect me that much. But the fact that him and his daughter and all these people on this, I mean, they're just taking a helicopter ride. That's it. And it, and it's it's just a brutal tragedy. I'm getting some weird weird static. Oh. I left my cell phone on top of my interface, and I guess that, <laughs> did you hear that? I guess that makes that noise. So I, I'm getting like 15 text messages in a row here. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's a sad, 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 you can't say sad enough situation, and, and I hate it, uh, but I hate something even more. And, uh, you know, let's get to that. I don't want to start dropping that on your face right away. I don't want to get too negative and angry and yelling because I know I'm going to. I can I can feel the fire in my belly right now, and it's like rising up through my esophagus and through my uh, somewhat impressive, not really uh, pectoral muscles. It's going up to the to the neck. Yeah, it's it's in the esophagus again, and there it is. And it's, it's in, in the back of my tongue, and I can feel it, and it's going to the tip of my tongue, and it's going to spew out of my mouth. Just anger at some of you fuckers and and just how you handle things like this. It pisses me the F, capital F, off. And I know what you're saying. Why would you just say F right now when you've already said fuck 12 times? I don't know. It's just, it's it's a thing. It's just kind of an inflectionary, inflectionary type of thing <laughs> where you say F. And it's almost as bad as fuck F. Fuck. And it really makes no difference. It's just a noise that comes out of people's mouths. Stop being so offended by bad words in the year 2020. Now, I understand we're all collectively trying to be, and I'm, going, I'm doing it again, another sidebar. We're all collectively trying to be a better society. I mentioned this a little bit last, last week, but you know, bad words, come on. Just bad words. I mean, oh God, those words are bad bad we've all universally like just gotten together and just decided that these noises that come out of certain certain noises that come out of people's mouths are just bad 
stupid. Let's get to the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay, you know, I will start off with the Kobe Bryant thing. Um, again, tragedy, terrible, awful, and, and it, no matter who it is. You know, I'm, I'm not a, like a celebrity guy who puts celebrities' lives over anyone else's lives. Heart disease is killing more people than anybody so or anything else. So, yeah, that's horrible. It's terrible every single time it happens. But a lot of times heart disease, as I know personally, is kind of brought on by yourself unless it's hereditary. So it's uh, usually not surprising or maybe it is. I, I, you know, there's a reason that your heart fails and it's usually something that you did. It's that's you know a terrible thing to say. It really is. And I'm, I apologize, but I don't apologize because it's true. But this was something that I, I don't know why the helicopter crashed. And I, I would like to you know, honor everybody on that plane. Uh, but it's terrible, you know, cause I mean, Kobe Bryant's a super popular person who doesn't know that name and for, you know, him to, uh, lose his life and his daughter's life. Ah, it's just, you know, I've been in helicopters a lot of times and they're scary as shit, to be honest with you. I can't imagine, you know, that those last moments when you got like, I don't even want to think about it. Having like my kid with me in a helicopter that's going down, um, just the sounds and the, the, the feeling and just the visuals and everything. It's, it's the worst way to go. It, it, it's terrible. It's awful. I'm not gonna say it's the worst way to go, but it's, it's, it's up there. So anyways, I hate that. But the thing that I hate even more, you know, social media has brought the world together. It really has. I can sing the praises of social media. I enjoy it on a daily basis. I use it for all of my businesses, for all of my endeavors, for all of my, you know, goal-driven uh, things that I do. I, I, you need it nowadays. Like if you're trying to advertise something, print doesn't work. Newspapers and magazines and flyers and shit, it works to a point, but nothing like it used to. No one goes to the newspaper and looks to see what's happening this week. And no one goes to the newspaper and looks for the latest news. No, they don't. Okay. And if you do, you're probably over the age of 70 and there's nothing wrong with being over the age of 70, but you know, when those people die, which is going to be in the next 20, 30 years at most newspapers are going to go away. Magazines are going to go away. It's just, it's just a, a dated science. Radio doesn't work anymore. If you're trying to advertise your stuff, it does to a point. But when you, everyone has serious radio and they have their Bluetooth connected to their, you know, their playlist on their car stereo and they have, you know, Amazon and it, no, it's not a thing anymore. Not many people compared to what they used to listen to the radio. It's just, it's a proven fact. Television commercials. They don't work like they used to because people DVR shit and they watch YouTube and they skip the commercials. I mean, sure, you can get Google ads or AdSense or AdSpark or whatever it is, and you're forced to watch commercials that are embedded or pre-rolled or whatever it is. That's why I don't have commercials on a side TV. Because why? <laughs> people are just going to ignore the shit out of them, and I don't make that much money off them when you make a half a cent every time they air. If you got a million subscribers, which I don't yet because you won't subscribe for five freaking bucks a month, then maybe you can make a profit. But, you know, 
at my low, low level, it's just a, a nuisance to have embedded ads on my content, which I hate. Um, but anyway, that's the, you know, the positives of social media because you can advertise and you can connect with your, with your clientele and, and your, your demographics and whatever, even friends and family. But where social media just fucking sucks is with shit like this when, you know, yes, it's a tragedy. It's fucking awful. But, you know, within an hour, within a fucking hour of me finding out about it, which was about five hours after it happened, I'm going to use one case, and her name's Ashley Russell um, <laughs> on Facebook. I doubt that's her real name, so I don't mind using it. Honestly, if, if you look her up, She's one of the hottest chicks on, on the planet, like, honestly, like, unbelievably beautiful. But, you know, sometimes I go skin deep, and uh, that's about it. And that's just not attractive. Posted something about, you know, posted uh, something from, like, two or three years ago, the disturbing uh, facts about the Kobe Bryant rape case. Fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. And I, I responded just, you know, three letters. And a question mark. Why? Why? Why post something like that now? It makes no sense. But I'll tell you why. Even though she posted back something like, well, it's just, you know, everyone's like, you know, they're outpouring of like, I forgot what she fucking said. And I can't go back and read it because I unfriended her and I, I don't care. <laughs> But she was like, well, it's, you know, um, it's everyone's outpouring infections and everything. And I just thought it was interesting that just a couple years ago, people were like, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. It, it just pissed me off. And I was nice about it. And all I said was, well, maybe it's not the ideal time when a tragic accident happens that costs the life of a child. Yeah. She was like, what? 14. And you know, the others involved in all of their families, he had other kids, I think, and he has a wife and family and friends. And you know, this is a fucked up thing that happened and you're going to sit there and attach your, this is what people do. They attach their name to different causes and try to get their, Oh, so precious social media attention. And maybe people will like this. Maybe this will spark a conversation where everyone will look at me. First of all, Ashley, you're already fucking hot and people are looking at you. That's really all you've got going for you at this point. And the only reason I know her is because we talked about doing a show uh, together, okay? I'm sorry, beautiful faces sell subscriptions. It's another fact. If you can't handle that, and if you're mad at me for being, you know, whatever, oh, you only go for hot chicks, it's, that's not true, first of all. Uh, but everyone I work with, I think, is very beautiful, men and women. But that's another fucking story. It just pissed me off. And then you go and look, you know, somebody else posted something like, you know, served him right or something like that for, you know, raping somebody. You know, fuck all you Me Too pieces of shit. I'm fucking tired of that garbage ass fucking, it's, it's like any other thing. I'm going to make a fucking thing. I'm going to make a, you know, my life matters and this, that, and all it is is look at me bullshit. 
Look at me, I'm doing this. Look at me, I'm attaching myself to a cause or attaching myself to an agenda. Everybody come join us. Oh, fuck you. You know, I understand, like, if there's a school shooting or something like that, I, I, that, you know, the gun control issues come up. But that's not a tragic accident, okay? It just pisses me off that people just, they don't give a fuck about, and, and, you know, and here's the thing, like, okay, a bunch of people you don't know died. You really probably honestly don't care. If one wasn't a celebrity, nobody would talk second about it. No one would even think for another second about it. It just happens to be some really good basketball player. <clears throat> but I, I get it when there's like a social issue attached to a tragedy or a happening or something. I get that, you know, the arguments start and I, I understand that it's still stupid and you need to wait the only thing that you should be doing when something like this happens, the only thing that you should be doing when a tragedy happens or a natural disaster happens or just something like this happens, the only fucking thing that you should be doing is offering condolences, helping if you can, and honoring those affected. That is it. going to post a two-year-old fucking news story about a rape case that happened like fucking 15 years ago that he was never found guilty of. Now let's talk about that for a second. Because this affects me too. <laughs> me too. So it's me too. You're the motherfuckers that destroyed Louis C.K. for doing absolutely fucking nothing wrong. Perverted, yes. Wrong, no. Look up the fucking story. I don't feel like talking about that. Me too. Yeah, in certain cases, like the Harvey Weinstein shit, absolutely. It's great that they're piling up on him. With the Bill Cosby shit, absolutely. Finally, he got what he fucking deserved. But don't make it a movement and a hashtag. Something that we can all just get on a board. And I'm going to put my name on it so people can look at me. Look at me too. It's fucking annoying. And it makes you look stupid. Anyway, I knew I was going to get heated up about this shit. But yeah, this rape case thing. You know how easy it is to lose your identity, lose your credibility, lose your career, lose your fucking standard of life? Just because someone says something? I've been accused of this shit before. And I'm not even a big-time celebrity whatsoever. I'm like in the minor leagues of celebritism, 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 whatever it is. I've been accused of being uh, sexually aggressive. Absolutely I have. And you know what? <laughs> if I was a super popular guy... And I was on TV, bigger TV shows and my podcast had 6 million followers and, and somebody said that, I would fucking lose everything. Just because somebody said that. You want to know what really happened? Yeah, you fuck somebody and then you don't want to see them anymore. 
and then they get offended and then they get sad. Yes, I've done it to other. I've done that. I've had one night stands that I kind of regretted. You know, I've thought that I was in a meeting with somebody or we, you know, went out to dinner or something like that. And I thought, I'm sorry. If you talk to somebody, here's, a, here's an instance. I'm not going to say her name, but here's an instance. This girl came over my house. This is about three years ago. Came over my house with wine. I told her I'd cook dinner, and I did. It was delicious. I don't even remember what I cooked, but I know it was delicious because I'm an amazing cook. She brought wine. <laughs> like three bottles. That is a fucking green light. It is. It's a fucking. Okay. Am I wrong here? If somebody comes over your house where you live, where your bed is at and brings wine and they talk about doing dinner and you talk for like 10 fucking hours on and off throughout the week before she comes over, she tells you that you're cute. You compliment her back and she seems to absorb the compliments. And then she comes over. In this case, nothing happened between us. We had dinner. We sat really close together while we we're eating. We watched TV. We, had, we watched a movie. Total Netflix and chill type of thing, you know. Nothing happened. And, and it was fine. But apparently... I was being very forward and, and very unprofessional because there was a business aspect to this meeting. Eat shit. Eat a mouthful of shit. And you know what? When you're as famous and rich and popular and good-looking as a Kobe Bryant, I'm surprised this doesn't happen to him every week. Yeah, maybe he cheated on his wife. Name somebody who hasn't. Just because he's a big celebrity doesn't hold him to any fucking standards. But anyways, to bring this shit up fucking years and years later. It's just reprehensible during this tragedy. And it's honestly, I think I've blocked her. I don't want to fucking even fuck her, fuck her modeling career, fuck everything about her. Give a shit about her. But anyways, uh, sad thing all around. Grammys were this fucking week. I, I don't know what, what to do anymore with modern music. I don't. I have no idea what to do with modern music. And this is just, this is, uh, this is on me. This is all on me. Because I don't know anybody, literally, any f- freaking person on the Grammys. Billy Eilish, Eilish. Okay, she's got a decent voice, whatever. She's real young, cool, awesome. No fucking clue who she is. I know she didn't know who Van Halen was, and that just knocked her down like 900 pegs in my book to the point where I could give half a shit who she is. Um, and, and, and it's, I get it. I'm getting older. I'm 46 years old, and I don't have time to keep up with modern artists and trends because most of them are dog shit. And that's, you're fine. Call me a, an old fucking man and call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care. But, I mean, listen to this shit. I don't know who these fucking people are. I really don't. I have no idea. Let me, I'm trying to go through here. Billy 
Elish, MGK, Vinny, and Channing. You know, Family Guy did a, a goof about this once. And they said you get to a certain age and you just don't know who the fuck any of these fucking people are anymore. I've heard of Demi Lovato, but I've never I couldn't name one song. Fetty Wap? What the fuck? I, I, where did, I mean, do people run out of names? Like Nipsey Hussle, I guess he's dead. I, I don't know who they're doing. A big honor at the, being honored at the Grammys. I don't know who he is. I couldn't name a fucking anything. Uh, I, YG? That's the guy's name. Um, Joe Guidis? I don't know who that is. I'm just kind of going through uh, Offset. Diddy, okay, I guess I've heard of Puff Daddy. I, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to sit here and like, just give me one that I like really know. I know Aerosmith was on there. They did some stuff. Uh, they're having trouble with their drummer, Joey Kramer. Who knows? You guys are in your fucking 70s. You've been around for 50 fucking years. Just get your shit together, Aerosmith. Nobody cares. Keith Urban, I think he's a country guy. I've heard of that. Um... Neo, Neo, was he a mumble auto-tune rapper? First off, you use auto-tune or you mumble or you download your fucking music and your beats or whatever. I have zero respect for you. I will never have respect for you. And uh, you're not a musician to me and your music's fake. So sorry if that offends anybody, but it's true. Oh, Meek Mill. I just don't. I don't know any of these fucking people. I mean, maybe some of them are good. Da baby, <laughs> da baby. Are these guys like all one-hit wonders? I mean, do they release albums? I mean, what is the music business anymore? What is it? I, I don't understand. Like, hey, I gotta. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna dive into this shit. Da baby, I gotta hear da baby. <laughs> what is da baby? Uh, Apple Music. Okay, da baby, and I hope this doesn't like go into my what do you call it? My analytics, and then like da baby keeps coming up, or things like da baby. Okay, he looks like he's trying to be real tough. Ooh, I, I okay. Let's let's play a song. I couldn't tell you what his hits are. Uh, let's play da baby. <laughs> What is the baby? Uh, um, baby on baby. He's got two albums. Kirk, K-R-K, Kirk. Okay, we're going to play. I'm hoping it's good. I want to have faith in music. Oh, God. It's not good. What? How many people are talking? It's like some guy like clearing his throat in the background. Of course, it's all. It's all. Oh God, make it stop! Ah, okay. It's just typical shit rap music, is what that is. The baby, he's the baby. I want to know the story behind the name. I really do. I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. 
I'll never look it up. Okay, let's look up. Uh, what's another one I did? Uh, Billy. Let's look up Billy Elish. Okay, maybe she's good. She looks like she's twelve, which is great. My son's twelve. If he was on the Grammys, I'd be very proud. Okay, how about bad guy? He's a bad guy. We're getting text messages now. Is this actual band is playing music? Musicians? Sounds like it is. It's like mumble rock. Good chord progressions. I don't hate it so far. I wouldn't buy it. It's mumble rock. These kind of chord progressions, though, you can tell that she has a writer and a team of writers. I don't hate this. I, I don't. So I would tell you if I did. Let's try another song. She sounds really tired all the time. Who's that other one? Lana Del Rey. Everyone loves Lana Del Rey. To me, it sounds like she's literally tr- struggling to stay awake. Don't know I'm no good for you. Okay. Ah, she's good. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not going to go out and buy the album or anything, but it's... Uh, it gives me hope. And it's kind of funny that like the one person that in, is in the Grammys that actually can sing, uh, he wins all the awards. <laughs> give me somebody else that can sing at least give me somebody with some soul, some depth, something that's not so corporately fucking produced and, and ruined. And I'll listen to it. Can you, is there anything out there that's even close to that? Anyways, uh, what else do we got in the headlines here? Boozy Badass? Who the hell is Boozy Badass? I got some of these headlines from TMZ, so that's, you know, all rap music and just shit. Uh, Boozy Badass says, white rappers stop saying the N-word. Which N-word? Just by saying N-word, Louis C.K. said this once, you're making us say it in our head. So N-word is just as bad. You know... Again, you know, you go back to bad words. What's a fucking bad word? I, I get that people are offended by certain things and people use them in, in terrible freaking ways. And I just, uh, but I, I'm just not offended by words. But again, like I said last week, I'm a straight white man. So you can't offend me. <laughs> you, you cannot offend me. So I, I don't know, you know, I've been called the dreaded, you know, N-word a bunch of times. I thought that meant me when I lived in Detroit as a young, young kid. Because, you know, 
all the people with more skin pigmentation than I had, um, as some would call them blacks. I, I don't like saying that because I hate segregation. I hate it. I hate the fact that we're so fucking divided about everything. Man, woman, gay, straight, black, white, Mexican, Samoan, Asian, whatever. I fucking hate it. It's so stupid in this day and age. Am I the only one that thinks this way? I, I, again, I've said this a thousand times and I'll probably say it another 10,000 times. You have to judge everybody by character, actions, and skills and nothing freaking else. If you're a piece of shit and your skin happens to be darker than mine, that's not a race thing. No. If you happen to like blowing, you know, men, if you're a man and that's what you prefer over licking vaginas and you're an asshole, I don't fucking hate you because you like to put a penis in your mouth. I hate you because you're a fucking asshole. I don't understand why this is a thing. If you think I'm a piece of shit because I'm white, you're stupid. If you think I'm a piece of shit because I'm 46 years old and you're some young, hindi, trendy, hipster fucking asshole... You're fucking stupid. If you hate me because I'm fucking a man or I'm straight or whatever you could possibly, you hate me because I do a podcast and say fuck a lot, you're fucking stupid. Judge me on my character, my actions, and my skill. If you find something wrong with any of that, well, you're still stupid because I'm amazing. But no, it's then fine. If you don't like some of the business practices that I've done in the past, which even I regret, and I'm ashamed of some of the things that I've done in the past, I've made up for them, I like to think, but you know, everyone makes mistakes. But if you got a problem with my, you know, my business or, you know, you got a problem with a point of view or, you know, something that I've done, then fine, call me an asshole, hate my guts, I'll probably agree with you. But don't hate me because of the way I look. And I would never hate somebody because of the way I, they look or what sexual preference they have or which God they believe in, which, uh, I don't know. It depends on how, <laughs> how much you shove that in my face. But we had that conversation last week, and we're not going to revisit that anytime soon. Uh, I got a lot of blowback from that. You know, I should talk about it. Maybe we will revisit it because, yeah, we got some uh, good emails about, uh, anyways, Boozy Badass says, white rappers, stop saying that. Mm. How about everyone say whatever the fuck they want to say? How about that? If you want to destroy that fucking word, stop fucking giving it so much power. How about that? If you want to end racism or sexism or any of the isms, maybe stop fucking talking about it. Stop giving it power. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like I've said again, again, we're all just tiny little fucking pointless microorganisms on a big, tiny, actually floating blue rock in an endless fucking universe. Do you think the N-word means anything 500 million light years away? It doesn't, and it shouldn't mean anything here either. If you're using it to be an asshole, fucking you're an asshole. It's one of those things where, like, anybody who says it is just a fucking asshole. They're the ones that are being insulted just by being an asshole. It's kind of like, you know, people think they're cool when they're booming their fucking shitty fucking bass music outside my goddamn window. You're not cool. You're an asshole. Just like you're an asshole if you're fucking using these stupid fucking words. 
That's it. It shouldn't offend anybody anymore. It's 2020. Thicken your fucking skin. Get over it. Stop giving it so much fucking power. And going back to the whole attaching yourself to a cause, that's exactly what this boozy badass guy is attempting to do. I got to hear boozy badass now. Let's see. Oh, he's got an intelligent album called Talk Dat Shit. <laughs> boozy badass. I guess he wants us all to think he's super tough because he's a badass. And he drinks a lot, I guess, because his name's Boozy. I like to think these are all like nicknames their parents gave them growing up. Okay. Goat talk. Okay, let's listen to Nasty Nasty. It's five past the hour here in Colorado Springs. It's, uh, it's a chilly 27 degrees out right now. And uh, upcoming, we've got Boozy Badass from that album. Talk that shit. Here's the song, Nasty Nasty. I like them nasty. Oh, God. Whatever happened to intelligence? It's like... She like me, I'm nasty. It's like stupidity is being glamorized. I like her, she nasty. I like them nasty, nasty. I like them nasty, nasty. downloaded beats. I like them nasty, nasty. I like them nasty, nasty. This is so fucking terrible. Stupidity has been glamorized. That's we're living in idiocracy now, and that's proof of it right there. That is not fucking music. That is a bunch of fucking. It's a drum machine, not even a good one. It sounds like. Just with some boom, because people like to do that in their fucking cars. Do you think anyone's gonna know that song in fifty years? Think about that. Think about and here's the here's the old man Brandon talking again. But think about the Rolling Stones and Pink Floyd and the Doors and all these bands from like fifty fucking years ago. Has it been that long? It has actually. I mean, bands from the seventies and even the eighties and even the nineties. But like 2000 rolled over 20 years ago and music just went to shit. Everything became overproduced. Everything became like, how much money can we make off of this fucking single? And that's exactly what that is. There's a million fucking stupid people out there downloading that garbage. Why? Because they're being told to. Fucking hate it, man. I just, you know, it's, I've been a musician my whole fucking life, man. You know, I learn, I'm trying to learn how to play guitar right now, and I'm actually doing all right. I'll play you a song next week, whatever. I've been a drummer my whole fucking life. I've been an actual singer my whole fucking life. And you know how much money I've made out of it? I've probably lost money in, in the 20 years, 20, 20 years, fuck, probably like 35 years that I've been doing it. And there's a million amazing musicians that put me to shame out there. Like the band Big Wreck. If you don't know Big Wreck, go out and listen to their shit. Incredible musicians, incredible voice, smart fucking lyrics. Huh? Amazing harmonies. Just, just they, they hone their craft. They spent fucking decades getting better and better and just learning and coming up with their own styles and meshing together as a unit. Four or five guys just... Uh, these people wouldn't even fucking know what to do if they had four fucking musicians on stage. You know what I, I, I enjoy watching? There's these shows. I don't, I don't know the names of them, but they're on YouTube. And it's like people like 
like kids and like rap fans and you know whatever listening to like metal and like rock and roll music and just you know talent talented musicians and they're always blown the fuck away by the abilities of these amazing musicians because they've never heard that before and they're sitting there like there's one guy who was listening to Pantera you know I'm I'm not much of a metal head anymore I used to be I used to love Pantera but this guy's listening to this guy. He's like, wow, how does he make that happen on his guitar? Holy crap, how does that drummer play so fast? Oh my God, look at this crowd. They're going crazy because they've never seen anything like that because it's a fucking dead science at this point. And it's sad that it is. It's really sad. Anyways, Neil Pert passed away and like I think hopefully that you know the news of him passing which is true tragic because that affects me because he was one of my heroes growing up I'm hoping that you know at least influenced a couple thousand new drummers out there to get as good if not better than he is it's just sad man I'm fucking tired of shitty ass music Especially when it's being boomed into my fucking windows from assholes in their fucking $45 cars and their $4,500 fucking stereos. Fuck you if you do that. If you're in a residential area and you're booming your shit, you're a piece of disrespectful ghetto trash and I fucking hate you. And no, that has nothing to do with your skin color or your fucking gender or your sexual preference. Or your age or your favorite football team or what fucking cell phone provider you have has nothing to do with any of that. That's a fucking action, and that's a character flaw, and you're a piece of disrespectful shit. Old man Brandon has spoken. Ugh, fuck. Andy Dick had some guy shoot himself in the head and kill himself in his studio, I guess, and he's distraught about it. Well, I mean, he probably saw Andy Dick's art. I'm sorry, Adam, that's fucked up. Uh, R. Kelly has emergency hernia surgery. Good? Good. Fuck R. Kelly piece of shit raping a bunch of fucking girl he's he's like the jeffrey epstein of fucking music fuck him he was a decent singer at least he could fucking sing but fuck him he's a piece of garbage like really if you're gonna look like r kelly have that bank account have that kind of fucking talent and you can't get fucking laid unless you fuck i'm sure he could but you'd prefer to go after fucking 14 and 15 year old fucking girls good i hope your hernia surgery goes entirely wrong you're never able to get a fucking heart on again and it kills you that's what i truly fucking hope for r kelly fuck him <sighs> man this has been negative as fuck hasn't it <laughs> i know how to cheer this up so my son and i have this like ongoing thing where I bought this book called Dad Jokes, the Punniest Joke Book Ever. And I'll just read out of it. As soon as I pick it up, he starts shaking his head and trying to get the book away from me. And whenever I put it down, he hides it. I found it, like, way under the couch. What did the father of Buffalo say to his son when he left for school? Bye, son. (laughs) What do you get if you cross a sheepdog with a rose? A cauliflower. These are amazing. How does a bing- how does a penguin build a house? It glues it together. It glues it together. 
<laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Candy, candy who? Candy kid ever learn to clean up his room? <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Avenue, avenue who? Avenue learn to wash your hands before dinner? <laughs> no wonder he hides this fucking book from me. What do you call a small mother? A minimum. Dude, these are amazing. How did the chickens dance at the prom? Chick to chick. <laughs> okay, here's a story. My girlfriend told me she was leaving me because of my obsession with the monkeys. I thought she was joking, but then I saw her face. <laughs> oh, fuck my ass. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, it's like 10.15. I had to wake up at 7 to drop off the kid by 8 at school. And I went to bed last night at about 4.30 a.m. Not because I was working, but because of my product placement item this week, which are called Pocket Coffee. Now, I had a friend bring me these from Italy, I think, but they seem like an American product, so I have no idea if they're available here in town. You can go to Pocket Coffee. What they are is they're they're little chocolates with a shot of espresso in them. Now, I was watching wrestling last night. The Royal Rumble was on. It's my favorite night of the calendar year for pro wrestling. You all know my history with pro wrestling. And I was watching it last night, And during the event, which was like fucking seven hours long, I may or may have not eaten about four of these things. I had a huge box cram-packed full of them, and they're almost gone. I love them. They taste amazing. They got this nice little crispy crunch to them. The shot of espresso just wakes you. But it's a blitzkrieg, man. It wakes you the fuck up to the point where you're just like, ah. And I had a lot of them right around 8 o'clock. So 4.30 a.m. rolls around. And I have this new routine. I put on the humidifier. I light some fucking candles. Uh, I don't know why they have to be fucking candles, but I light some fucking candles. And I just play Sudoku. TV's off. You know, the, my little lamp is on. And I, I just do it until my eyes get heavy. And then I just fall asleep. I couldn't do it last night. Eyes were heavy, but the brain was racing. And I ran out of Sudoku puzzles. <laughs> so I, I was sitting there just... Oh, why am I so awake? I just want to get up and run around and shit. Like, I want to do some stuff. My kid actually fell asleep on the couch in the living room, so I couldn't come out here and work. I was just kind of fat. But the real reason I was up all night was because of pocket coffee. So I suggest if you're going to take these things, do it early. And if you can find them, um, yeah, get mini boxes of them. It's kind of replaced. I had a bulletproof this morning coffee, but... It's kind of replacing coffee for me as well. So I have the option. I can have a little chocolate with espresso in it, or I can go to Starbucks, or I can make a bulletproof coffee, and it usually gets me through the day and makes me talk really, really fast. So uh, it's good for podcasting. So anyways, they're not paying me. They're not giving me free shit, even though they should. Pocket coffee. I'm hoping my friend that came back from Italy will someday send me another 17 boxes of these things. And that'll probably be how... That'll probably be... How I die, to be honest with you. Like, what did he, there, there's the autopsy, and uh, I have my grieving friends and family in the next room, and they're like, how did he die? And they're like, pocket coffee. Like, all we saw in his system was like 
chocolate and little shots of sugary espresso. So it might kill you. It might not. But if you want a little burst of energy and a delicious little treat in your mouth, uh, pocket coffee. Look it up. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. <coughs> These people are assholes. I kind of fucked myself on this. The Dungeon of Douche was going to go to the people that I talked about already, but I got fired up and I just went for it. So I'll make this real quick because we actually have a lot of mail to get to. And uh, I'm just going to say what I talked about before, all of you pieces of shit out there that want to attach your name and face to tragedies and social issues Basically, because you want your precious social media, social media attention, and it's sad that people have that. We're, that's in our DNA now as a society. We must have our social media attention. We want people to look at us and like our things, and maybe even comment and share. Oh my God, that's your fucking life now. So enjoy your time in the Dungeon of Douche. We're going to hang you upside down by your ankles, that whole thing. You're, the top of your head's going to be in like three to four inches of just muddy, bug-infested muck. Enjoy your existence there because that's where you belong if that's your fucking life. That's your fucking life. Look at me. I'm on my social media soapbox. Will people please look at me? <laughs> oh, he liked my story. I'm going to say something totally controversial and something really fucked up so people will like what I have to say. Oh, stupid. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. All right, Hall of Respect, uh, the flip side of the Dungeon and Douche. Oh, shit, I'm getting text messages? I didn't... Oh, it's my friend Gigi. Speaking of Hall of Respect, I love Gigi. I'm going to give her a call. You know, I, I, the thing is, I ruined the Hall of Respect earlier, too, because I was going to put in, like, modern-day actual musicians, but I already covered that as well. well. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just ruining shit. Let's talk to Gigi. Let's put her in a hall of respect. Your call has been Oh, she just texted me. She just texted me. Answer your phone, lady. Oh, here she is. Okay. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, did you butt dial me? No, I didn't butt <laughs> dial you. I'm recording my podcast right now, and I wanted to talk to you. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> How are you? I miss everything about your face. Um, I'm good. I'm just trying to um, get on your level. My level? Mm-hmm. My level is greatly exaggerated in the eyes of others. No, your, your work ethic, though. That hustle, that, that grind, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, but, but you I, don't... I like it, though. It's bomb. I appreciate that, but you don't stumble into my house when I'm, like, laying on the couch with, like, a bowl of popcorn on my belly and... Like, you know, the cat <laughs> snuggled up into my armpit and just watching, you know, YouTube videos. Well, everybody deserves a break sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you. You're always positive. I'm doing a segment right now called The Hall of Respect. And I was uh-huh. and I was going to put, and I kind of ruined it because I was going to put, like, actual musicians, modern-day musicians, you know? Oh. Like, talk about, you know, because there's so much downloaded stuff and, and just corporate, like, 
overproduced music nowadays. It's just, it's sad. There's no soul in music. Like, exactly. give me a James Brown right now. Give me an Otis Redding. Give me a freaking, like, a, you know, Jim Croce. Prince. Even Prince, he's an amazing musician. Give me any of that right now. Can you name two or three that are now? I'm sure they're there, but they're not mainstream. Exactly. Because yeah. it's not marketable anymore. Everybody wants to make a quick buck, and it's sad. It's, it's about the beat. I get that, but there's, you know, it's downloaded. <laughs> like yeah. I have, I have a drum machine on my computer where I could create fifty of those songs in an, in an hour, probably. Exactly. I should, I should do that and sell them. I don't know why I don't. I'm, I'm not. It's, it's, it's kind of like economics, supply and demand. Like let's get it out quickly because the people want it. You know, because you're only as good as your last album, right? Oops, hang on. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> I was getting a call and I was trying to stop it, but I hit the wrong button. So, <laughs> but anyways, I just want to know how you're doing, and uh, I just want you to know that I absolutely love you. I think you're the you're one of the most positive, like <laughs> outgoing, and you, you want to talk about a hustle. I mean, tell that to my kids. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're a single mom with two beautiful daughters, and you're out there doing the Zumba thing, and you've got you know you're you're doing your podcast thing and you know we've done so much stuff together we've been all over the country together it's like you know i look up to you uh-huh. that's your response hey. uh-huh hey. i'm like hey i appreciate that i'm like oh i was like because i i feel like i haven't put in as much effort as i can like i was like i haven't even put in i'm only giving like maybe 10 percent of my effort and my uh what i can put in but isn't that what we all say yeah you know, others will look at us and be like, how do you make time to do all of these things? And I'm like, shit, I don't do anything. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I only put 10% effort in and like, but then you look yeah. at, then you look at the, you know, the normal people and there's nothing wrong with being a normal person. You know, you and I can't be those, but I was trying, I was like, how do I be normal? But you can't, you don't want to be that. It's, it doesn't work for people like us. You know, with they, the 40 hours a week and then you know, oh, fuck no. the, you know, I let's, mean, let's go skiing once every other week or something. It's like, no. that's, that's their life. That's it. Mm-hmm. Honey, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? It's probably why we're single too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm kind of in, in between, I'm in between normal and trying to be extraordinary. Well, that's so what like kids do to us. That's what kids like do I'm to like, us. Yeah. They keep me grounded in that, in the normalcy or whatever. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be nomadic though. There's nothing wrong with that. I spent like two and a half years like, like that. in basements and couches. Just I didn't want any responsibilities. But then, like I said, kids make you do it. So I had to buy a place and get my shit together. And But it was fun while it lasted. And don't get me wrong. Just like you, you know, we would never dream of not having our kids. It's who we are now. Yeah, but but if they didn't. Yeah, but if they didn't exist, I mean, we'd be out. <laughs> we'd be going crazy. So. You know, for better or worse. But anyways, I just wanted to call up and say hello. Instead of putting the musicians in the Hall of Respect, I want to put you in a Hall of Respect because you've stuck with me for five freaking years now with Aside TV, with your show, Best Day Ever. And, you know, we, we need, like you said, we need to get back on track and do more, whether it's with Best that, Day Ever or whatever. The only thing with that is, like, just trying to figure out. I just feel like it needs a revamp, and I just don't know where that's at. But I said, the more I go and progress in what I'm doing and building myself up, I believe I can provide more value to Aside TV. 
yeah, but you were valuable the minute I met you. So you add an element that just needs to be there. Your energy, your your smile can sell subscriptions. So, and with the, we're relaunching again, believe it or not, with on you know all the streaming platforms, and uh, there'll be a lot more opportunity um, for everybody coming up real soon. Okay. So uh, it'll be a, trust me, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot more a lot more is that the thing to say? It's gonna be much yeah. more worth it for you and everybody involved. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting that in your hands and everything. So, but anyways, love your face, girl. I'll talk to you uh, soon, soon, soon. All right, yes. Talk to you later. Get to it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, now I got to turn the ringer back off on this phone because, geez, it's just my phone never stops, man. And it's, it's a good thing because when it does stop, that's when you should be worried. Okay, so Gigi, you're in the hall of respect because it's my fucking podcast and uh, you deserve it. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. I'm still obsessed with that guy, and now I forgot his name. Uh, Steve, uh, shit, what was his name from Blue Clues? I completely forgot. He's like a musician now, and I meant to reach out to him. Did I reach out to him? I think I did and probably got big-timed because he's got so much going on right now. I uh, completely forgot. Let me look him up. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call some bitch. Maybe I maybe I can. Maybe there's like a a Facebook thing where you can call uh Blues Clues host. I forgot his name again. Steve Burns, that's right. Let's get on Facebook and look up Steve Burns and see what the hell he's doing. Steve Burns the actor? I'm sure there's a lot of Steve Burns. He's an American entertainer. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Uh, where's he at? I don't want Wikipedia. Son of a bitch with your Wikipedia. Okay, I see a guy on a motorcycle. Okay, I'm going to have to do this next week. I'm going to contact him, and damn it, we're going to interview this guy and find out all about his music. I'll play his music. I'm, this is a goal. This is a mission of mine to interview Steve Burns from Blue's Clues. The guy who just sang that little mail song. But first, my mission needs to be to read your mail, which I appreciate. You know, I got a lot of, uh, like, a lot more mail this week than I've ever gotten. But it was all, like, just kind of stuff we already did and answered. And, like, questions, a lot of them were the same question, just worded differently. Really weird. Weird stuff. Anyway, um... What are your favorite other podcasts or radio shows? I mean, I guess that means besides my own. I don't listen to my own. I listen to them for like 10 seconds, just kind of scanning through them to make sure all the levels are decent. And then I never listen to this shit again. So if you, uh, if you're a new, uh, subscriber, uh, by the way, subscribe, if you're listening to iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or Stetcher or, uh, PodServe or whatever it is, however you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, subscribe to my shit because I'm going to get back on a good schedule here and get the shit out to you. Um, my, I, I like a lot of wrestling podcasts like Jim Cornette, all the Conrad Thompson stuff who we've interviewed on this show. I also am very guilty. Another part of my nighttime routine with the humidifier and the Sudoku and the candles is I put on Dateline. I guess it's an NBC show that has a podcast now. 
and I listen to Dateline. I just let it play. Like it's like our episodes and it's all true crime stuff or informative murder porn as some people call it. And I just listen to people's awful days and lives and this tragedies. And I don't know why I fucking listen to it. I don't know why it usually calms me and puts me to sleep, but I'll listen to it in my sleep all night. So I may be a mass murderer, serial killer here uh, within a couple weeks because it's, I've heard every horrible murder story that there is while I'm sleeping. So I'm subliminally turning myself into a monster and I'm a little nervous about that. Um, Howard Stern, of course. I just got done listening to Howard Stern. It motivates me to do this show. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, radio's dead, though. I mean, shit. I would... It is and it isn't. Radio, like terrestrial radio, like the clear channels and the cumulus and all that stuff. And I have a lot of friends at work within those confines. So, you know, no offense to them, your amazing talents. But how cool would it be if you, those amazing talents, could just go out there and do your radio show without guidelines, without restrictions, without, you know, a censoring and all that stuff? Just it's 2020 right now. We are living in the year 2020. And you're still being censored and told what you can and can't do and having to work within formats. And, and I get it. Formats are good. You should always have somebody, you know, keeping you in time and, and, and keeping the things going. I wish I had somebody doing that for me and I never will. But on the other flip side of that, there's podcasts now where any guy like me or you or anybody can do a podcast. We can make our own radio stations. We, I can make my own TV station. The, I mean, the, the reins are off as far as internet stuff for now. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I mean, Howard Stern's amazing. He's still the best after all these years. And uh, I'm enjoying all these wrestling podcasts and murder podcasts. And yeah, I tried listening to the new Michael Moore one, but it's so damn boring. I love Michael Moore, the director. I love his work, but his podcast is boring as shit. Um, but I tried. Next question from Jamie. How is Marcy Cat? She's fine. I had to lock her up because she was being a mouser and meowing like excessively and just sounding as though she's she does this like guttural meow when I'm not paying attention to her. It's it's awful when you're trying to record something and you've heard it on this podcast and my other podcast. If you're a wrestling fan, I have the nine mile drive wrestling podcast with me, Brandon Bishop and both of them like meow, 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 meow. It's like fucking why? Why, when I start doing like voiceover work or if I'm doing a podcast or just anything, why then? Because she hears my voice and I know cats react to their voices of their, I don't want to call myself her owner. That kind of makes her seem like a indentured servant or something, but uh, they just react to your voice. And then if it's not directed towards them and you're not touching them, then they fucking lose, or she at least loses her fucking mind. And I, I had to lock her up. So a couple times a week for about an hour, she gets locked in the bedroom and hides in the closet or behind the bed or something. But she's doing good. She's 14 and a half years old now. And, you know, she'll probably live to be 20 because she still plays around like a kitten. Uh, what is my fast food guilty pleasures from uh, Jim? Hey, Jim, why are you making me think about this shit right now, dude? I'm trying so fucking hard. I got baked chicken sitting on the stove right now. It's, you know, I'm, I'm trying so hard <laughs> to get myself into shape and 
for me, it's really hard. Some people can go out there and eat Taco Bell every fucking day, three times a day and be in amazing shape. You know, I'm just going to go jog this off. Like, fuck you. Me, it's different. It's all, you know, genetical stuff, but at the same time, yeah, I, I'm, it, it's, it's hard work for me. And I'm not saying it's hard, not hard work for others, but it's really hard work for me. So I'm really trying. Yeah, I've lost a bunch of weight. I'm trying to keep it off. I'm trying to lose more. And you're going to sit here and talk about fast food, Jim. Yeah, jerk. Anyway, uh, yeah, White Castles. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, White Castles is like Las Vegas to me. And funny enough, that's usually where I get my White Castle fix, uh, either there or in Detroit when I go back to see the mom. <clears throat> I love White Castles. I do. I love them. I get a double jalapeno. Uh, double jalapenos. I usually get three of them, wolf them down. And then I'm good for like three days. Just like when I visit Las Vegas, which I have to be in there next month, I go there and I'm there for three days and I'm, I'm good for the rest of the, for at least another five or six months. Uh, but yeah, there's White Castles. Fuck, this morning I had the biggest craving coming back from dropping my kid off at school. I had the biggest craving for those Taco Bell breakfast, like sausage crunch wraps. Oh my God, out of everything on the menu at Taco Bell, I like... Mexi melts, which they no longer make, so you have to order a cheese roll up, add beef and pico. But those fucking breakfast crunch wraps, the sausage one, only the sausage one, are just there. It's cracking a tortilla, man. I freaking love them, and, and I know that I didn't get one, so I'm very proud of myself. But I still want one. I, I and I wouldn't get one. I'd probably get two and eat them both in the spot because I'm an asshole and I hate myself apparently. So, but yeah, those things. Uh, Jeez, man. I actually, <laughs> I'm filming a new show. I'm going to start a YouTube channel with a bunch of different shows on it. Um, basically, just to see if I can do it. Not like I have enough stuff going on as it is. But I have this dash camera, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It sh- shoots forward and back, so you can, you know, me and my kid can be in there bullshitting, and then we're also showing the road. But I uh, filmed a little thing where I was starving, and I stopped at Burger King, I was going to get an impossible Whopper because I actually like them more than the actual Whopper. Not because I'm just trying to be trendy or trying to be, you know, a vegan again or anything like that, but I like them. I think they taste good. I think Whopper meat is just weird and gristly and doesn't taste good to me, but I'd like the impossible Whopper. So, but they didn't have any, they ran out. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck. And now I'm stuck in the drive through line. So I'm like, okay, I'll just order a regular chicken sandwich and uh, some cheesy tots. Because again, I hate myself. Um, but then when I got to the window, I'm like, it was like 16 bucks. I'm like, fuck this. So I just drove through and just, I totally fucked the people in the drive through window. Sorry. And then like literally down the street was a McDonald's and I'm like, well, fuck, I'll just go get like a couple double cheeseburgers. So I got a couple double cheeseburgers, got a drink and I got a, uh, uh, you know, a large fry and that was like 12 bucks. I'm like, geez. So then I look at the menu and they're like, they have a special where you can get two Big Macs, two fries, a 20 piece McNugget, and I think a drink for 15 bucks. So only $2 more, you get like twice as much food. And I'm going, okay, let's get that instead. And then I st- then for some reason, McDonald's is shooting themselves in the foot by putting nutritional information on the drive through menu. So I see that and I'm like, fuck that. And I, and I'm like, what am I spending $15 for a bullet for? And, it's, that's, and, and aiming it at my head or at my stomach or at my heart or just everything. 
So I, I got out of that drive-thru and I totally fucked their drive-thru up as well. <laughs> so I, I did that twice within like 30 minutes and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going home. And then I passed an Arby's and I'm like, well, fuck, I haven't had Arby's forever. And it's, you know, it's meat and cheese, right? Low carb. I mean, it's sodium death. But then I ate like, they fucked up my order. They gave me like a tiny little sandwich when my stupid ass ordered the half pound sandwich. So I gave it back to them. They bring it back out, get home, realize they fucked up my order again. <sighs> Didn't put any cheese on it. So I guess they're looking out for me. But anyways, that was my, uh, I like Arby's too. Even though it's not as good as it used to be. There's no way it's as good as it used to be. It tasted like I was eating roast beef paper, like on a bun. That's what it legitimately tasted like. I, I hate, I didn't like it that much. So, but yeah, it's just, uh, it, those, I, I, I like all fast food. Everybody does. That's, but if I had to choose one to eat for the rest of my life, it would either be a local Mexican chain here called La Casita or White Castle's. And that's really about all I can think of because now I'm fucking starving. Thanks to your question. And I need to move on. Um, favorite classic old school video game. You know, I, uh, one cool thing about being my age is I remember like the Atari 2600 when we played like missile command and, you know, all the big cartridges that you stick in there, like pitfall and, uh, combat with the little tanks and all that stuff. I remember all that stuff. Uh, I wouldn't call any of those my favorites, but, uh, I remember when Nintendo came out, you know, the classic Nintendo, which I have two of these little like classic reboot things right next to me with like 10,000 games on them, which I never touch, unfortunately. Um, cause they're fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, they're really hard, but I used to love like Castlevania and, uh, uh, the pro wrestling one, funny enough, they used to have this character named Starman and I would just slaughter everybody with Starman. He did this little spin kick. And I remember there was a game named Rygar that I was really good at. Uh, of course, you know, the classics, the Mario, the Zelda, we had a ton of games and I, uh, I know I'm leaving out probably 50 of them that we, uh, that I really enjoyed playing. But I remember me and my friend Bob or whatever, we'd just stay up all night. We'd like melt a whole block of Velveeta cheese with a couple cans of Hormel chili, mix that together, eat it with Ritz crackers or chips or whatever. And we'd stay up to like three, four in the morning. Cause you couldn't really save a game unless you just left it on with the regular Nintendo. And we just, you know, that those are some fond memories for me. And I really enjoyed that whole classic thing. And then like, you know, the regular PlayStation came out. I remember being in the army and just playing with my friends, uh, Oscar and, uh, specialist Pacific. Cause I can't remember his first name. Um, you know, playing final fantasy seven and all those kind of games, like the original Maddens and all that were a lot of fun blades of glory or not. Wait, that's a movie blades of steel. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess all of those are old school now, but they, they still seem pretty fresh to me. Oh, what do you collect? Uh, debt. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Actually, my debt's going away. My credit score has been going up a lot too. So I collect, uh, you know, I was born in a family of collectors. Like my mom, we used to collect like elephants. We'd have elephants all over the freaking house. It was easy to buy shit for her for Christmas. I think she's collecting sloths now, even though she told me to stop buying her stuff. Uh, my stepdad at the time would collect like beer steins. Like he had a bunch of them. And uh, like my friend Linda, who's like an aunt to me, uh, she would collect bunny rabbits. 
everybody had their thing that they collected. It was really weird. Um, and I would collect, uh, back in the day, I was just collecting like LJN wrestling figures and Star Wars, you know, the standard toys, Transformers and G.I. Joes. And I had all kinds of stuff. Um, and I've kind of gone through different stuff throughout the year, but right now, God, I hate to admit that I collect Funko Pops, but I only collect stuff that I like. I don't just buy them because they're there. I'm not trying to buy every Funko Pop in the world. Um, there's like six, seven, eight thousand of those things now. So yeah, not a chance, but I have like all the super troopers guys and like, uh, coming to America and like eighties movies and fun stuff that I Rocco's modern, modern life. I got Rocco and I got a, you know, little shop of horror stuff and a lot of Rick and Morty and just things like that. So I'd like to get some South park ones and family guy ones and just, uh, Monty Python, Cheech and Chong, you know, all of these things that I really like. I know they got a bunch of Adam Sandler movie stuff coming out too. So if it's not out already, so yeah, I, I, things that I, you know, remind me of that make me happy, put a smile on my face. Um, and that's really the only thing I really collect except for like camera equipment and, uh, fuck, I need to start collecting some paychecks. I'll tell you that much. How many times have you been, how many times, uh, the one's from Brandy. How many times have you generally loved, genuinely loved someone how many times have you genuinely loved someone i love my mom uh genuinely without uh without limits i love my son the same way without limits um <laughs> hmm um what the fuck this is the third time i've gotten a call from this number since I, let's see who this is hello hey sorry about that uh who's this Hello, my sister. Hi, this is Dr. Finn. How are you doing this morning? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I, I completely I forgot to call you back the other day, and I feel bad about that. And right now I'm recording my podcast, and you're live on my podcast. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. And yourself? Fantastic. Now, I met you at a couple uh, like business networking events, and like I said, you're live on my podcast. So let's talk about Hi, this. Let's talk about this to everybody. It's recorded, so you know we can edit out, you know anything if we say okay. anything offensive. I'm kidding, but um, so I have a show called With Sign in Hand on uh, the Asai TV network, and I know you do work with the homeless as well, correct? I do. What do you do? Second Wednesdays of every month. Of, of every month, I make sack lunches for the homeless. Started in the summer of 2019, I believe June or July. I was just very inspired to want to give back lunches out. I've worked with some missions before, in, many, um, in the early 90s when I attended a church called Old Landmark, and that really started my heartbeat for wanting to feed people in general. Uh, when I got here in 2019, I noticed but there were a lot of homeless people. Uh, Colorado Springs had changed so much from when I was here the first time in the early 90s. As we're well. really overrun, and I did. especially like in the downtown area. There's not a corner that doesn't have somebody sitting there, to, you know, with a shopping cart or a sign. And it's uh, that's one of the reasons that inspired me to do the With Sign in Hand show. And when I heard you say what you did... I was like, well, I need a new host for this because Garrett moved to Seattle and he's up there doing what he's doing, and I love him to death. But you know, the show must go on. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you yeah. about possibly being a host, and uh, 
what we do is we hop in a car, just, you know, two or three of us, and we go around and go homeless hunting, as crass as that sounds, but we just look for people flying signs, you know, help me, spare change, whatever that's on their sign. We ask them, like I've explained to you already, we ask them uh, if they want to do a quick interview with us. We'll give them a, a care package and, a, you know, like a sack lunch, kind of like you do. Uh, not money anymore. Learn that lesson well. And, uh, you know, we sit down and talk to them. We find, out, we find out why they're there, why they're doing what they're doing. And surprisingly, so many of them want that life. It's not a, it's not, you know, it's, of course, a lot have gone through a lot of bad stuff and have ended up that way. But a lot of them, and I mean a right. lot of them, that's their job. So, yeah, I just want to know right. if you're interested in doing such a thing with me. I'm absolutely interested in doing such a thing with you. I just thought that was very interesting because when I lived in Dallas, they had an exhibit. Um, there was the artist, he came through and he collected all the homeless signs. And he made an exhibit of it. He did something similar. He, similar. He interviewed the different homeless people, how they got there, why they were there. And all that wonder aren't lost. But uh, from my perspective, I think that is right. All that wonder are not lost. However, they could still use food or they could still use some basic necessities. And I think that's very important to address the very basic needs of humans, which is self-care and food. Absolutely. And I, I think that goes for everybody, whether they're standing on a street corner or not. I mean, there's you know, single mothers and single fathers out there that are struggling paycheck to paycheck with two or three jobs that have nothing in the fridge, you know, and the government sometimes won't help them. Like, oh, you make too much. And it's like, what? I don't make anything. Like, so, you know, I think uh, what you're doing is great. And I respect that. And thank you for that. And, uh, you know, if we can get this thing and raise awareness and, uh, you know, take it one case at a time, one person at a time, share their stories. It's, not only that, but it's also good TV because that's what we do on a side TV yeah. is we tell stories. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a win-win for us and I'd love to work with you and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll call you back in a little bit and we'll, uh, set up a date or something. Okay. I like that. Thank you very much. No problem. Give me a plug too. What else do you do in town? Um, I'm a chiropractor. I need, I I need that. I'm actually a healer. I'm a healer more so than a chiropractor. I'm on the... Black board. I'm on the board for the Black Chamber, and I'm going to do some. That sounds like a. That sounds like a metal Austin band. Austin. Doesn't that sound like a metal band? The Black. <laughs> the Black Chamber. <laughs> the Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, oh, that. Okay. To, okay. Yeah, we're trying to raise awareness in Colorado Springs to let people know the different Black businesses that are um, here in Colorado Springs, and uh, just share that information that's not that sometimes is a hidden secret on what people do um and as i've been here for a year in networking i hadn't seen that part of the community through my networking but i found other ways to connect with them so i wanted to work with them and i'm hoping to bridge the gap in many areas as i went to the double the naacp meeting last night one of the things that they talked about was homelessness and food disparity. So uh, you can connect the dots through different venues, but it's all the same problem. Gotcha. Well, we'll get out there. We'll tell some stories and then you can crack my back for me and heal me. And 
uh, we'll have a long working relationship <laughs> together. That sounds wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a wonderful mon- Monday morning. You too. Take care. So I'm basically just including you on my day. Uh, <laughs> this is what, this is, you know, I get these calls and we make these plans and uh, sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. I really hope it works out with her. She seems like a, a really outgoing, fun person who can uh, draw a good story out of people. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff. Where the hell was I? Back to the mail. Oh yeah, I collect Funko Pops. Uh, oh, how many times have I genuinely loved somebody from Brandy? I uh, here's the thing about love: it comes and goes. Like genuine love at one point means nothing a month or a year down the road if it doesn't go swell. So I told a story about uh, you know an ex girlfriend from three years ago. I thought I was madly in love with her. This is it. This is love. Oh, my God. This is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Oh, my heart. My heart. It hurts. It hurts because it's so happy. I can't get this smile off of my face. Oh, my God. She's got great tits. I really thought that was it. And right now, I literally wouldn't piss on her if she was on fire. So it's was that genuine love? Or was that just like being in love with the idea of being in love was it just felt so good. Eddie Murphy once said, Eddie Murphy once said, um, if you're starving and somebody throws you a cracker, you're going to be like, Oh man, that was the best cracker I ever had in my life. What was that? Was that a Ritz? Ritz? No, that was a saltine. What was that? I'm like, mm, please give me more. Exactly. That's the perfect metaphor for love. If you're starving, and someone gives you a taco, it's going to be the greatest taco you've ever had, and you're going to want more. And then a couple months down the road, you're like, fuck, it's the same damn taco every day. And then you slowly fall out of love. Then you start looking at them and saying, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's a red flag. I don't like that. I don't like that. And then you're just two people that are just hanging out. And then either ends or you push through it. So, I mean, love has an expiration date. Uh, Relationships have an expiration date. Don't be sad if your relationship doesn't work. Don't be sad if you're miserable with your, you know, your wife and kids or your husband and kids or just your each other. Just, you know, it's just me and a dog. Same shit every day. Like, eh. And this is my view of relationships. So I have fallen in love a hundred times. Have I ever been in love? Probably once or twice tops and you know there's nothing wrong with that it's it's not a negative to say that i've really probably never been massively in love with anybody uh, have i fallen in love with like i said hundreds of times you can fall in love with somebody just by looking at them you can be scrolling through facebook and say god damn i'm in love with that girl but it's not love it's just you know wow I'd like to bang her or, you know, I'd like to blow that guy. Not me personally. I'm speaking for the females or maybe me. I don't know. Like I said, I just haven't found the right one yet. You know, I've not, you I've seen them. I just like, uh, I never really wanted to play with a wiener. I'm sorry if that offends you. Anyway, next question. Uh, do you have the coronavirus? No, I don't drink. So, um, and, and if I did drink, I probably wouldn't drink a Corona. Therefore, I won't get the coronavirus because that's exactly what that's all about. Uh, Corona is really big in China and uh, people, 
you know, were buying six packs and 12 packs and just drinking themselves, drinking themselves into having the coronavirus and then it spreads and then, you know, everyone's going to die. So coronavirus is just another one of those things. Bird flu, SARS, I mean, AIDS even just it's going to kill everybody when in fact it will kill a couple thousand. But again, heart disease kills a lot more. Uh, diabetes kill a lot more. Cancer, of course, kills a lot more. Car accidents probably kill a lot more. Unfortunately, uh, helicopter crashes, they don't kill more, but you know they also kill you. And uh, alligators and rhinos and hippos and snakes and, and, and spiders, they, they will kill more people than the coronavirus. So this is trendy and it's, it's you know, the new popular thing and people will be afraid of it. And, oh, God, I have the coronavirus. And I feel bad for anybody who actually does. But at the same time, it's not going to end the world. Um, <laughs> at least I don't think it will. Probably not. If history has told us anything, these things don't end the world because we still have a world. So yeah, don't don't fucking worry about the coronavirus, um, and don't drink Corona either. It's kind of nasty. Give me the meat! Give me the meat! How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? All right, it's the meat. It's the main topic of the episode. Uh, it's time for me to take out my meat and slip it in your ears. Because I like that, because I'm kinky. That's my fetish. We're all allowed to have a fetish, aren't we? We'll talk about fetishes another time. But right now, I like to put my meat in your ears, because that's my fetish. And you're just going to have to sit there and deal with it, because you're the one that went to iTunes or Podserve or Spotify or anywhere, uh, however you get this podcast into your speakers or headphones or into your ears. This is, this is your fault that you're listening to me right now. It's all your fault. You can't blame me. You've made this decision. You've, you, you've, you've tuned in. And a lot of people are tuning in. So once again, thanks to everybody. And uh, this is the meat of the episode. And it's about military. I told you last week I was going to talk about this. I got a question. Um, being a former soldier like I was, I can. that's on my resume forever. It's a good thing to have on your resume. I think everyone should do at least two to four years. Get that discipline. Get that view of the world. Experience that. Get your ass in shape. Do a little traveling. You know, you meet a family of friends if you're lucky. It's worth it, man. It's worth to be a part. It's worth it to be a part of it and just serve your time, man. It's, it's not prison, but just do your time in the military, whether it's Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, whatever. Do it. A couple years, man. It's not going to kill you. I mean, it might actually kill you. It's a very good chance it'll kill you, but it's worth it. I mean, not dying, but it's worth it to just get this experience and reap all the benefits uh, from doing it. I joined the Army because my life fell apart in Detroit. I may have told this story before, but I was doing pretty good in Detroit's music scene. I had a lot of bands I was working with, a lot of uh, venues to put these bands, and I was doing TV shows back then, you know, when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. But I don't know if it was the uh, the advent of grunge music or alternative 90s music or what it was, but, you know, all those bands started to dissipate, all the clubs started to shut down. Uh, maybe it was a technology thing. I don't know. I like to blame Kurt Cobain, even though I enjoy his music. It just went away, man. It, it could have been just bad business on my end. I'm just making excuses and trying to blame other circumstances. But I was young. I was really young. I was like early 20s, late teens when I started this shit. 
And, you know, my band broke up and then this, all the other bands broke up. Like I said, the clubs started shutting down, the Ritz closed. And it was just uh, a shitty time. I ended up homeless because my old roommate Jim forgot to tell our landlord that I was staying and only he was moving out. So that happened. Um, I lived in my car primarily for six months. You know, I'd stay with girls and bandmates and friends and stuff, but primarily I lived in my car. And we, uh, uh, man, it was, it was a rough time, but I learned how to survive and I honestly wouldn't trade it. Cause I, I lessons learned, man, when you're down and out and things are like kicking you in the nuts or, or in the cunt, uh, time and time and time again, these are lessons. This is how you learn. This is how you callous yourself for future issues. And I was calloused after this and I was young and I, Ended up living in the dis- dysfunctional real world. I think I've talked about this before. I lived with a guy named Paul, who was an old gay garbage collector who ran a flea market. And he had an old dog. And then uh, there was Norman, who was a recovering alcoholic uh, who slipped into seizures all the time. In one room, there was another guy named, I think, Gary, uh, who was dealing with leukemia and going through a divorce. And then you had me, the rocker guy with his cat, Buckwheat at the time. And I, uh, you know, had long hair and a bunch of drums, always bringing girls over. It was uh, just an interesting collection of humans in that house. And I stayed there, and then I saw one of those commercials. Be all that you can be. You can do it in the army. It was legitimately that. that I sang it way better than they did. But it was that commercial. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to go take this uh, GT score test. And I actually scored pretty high on it somehow. Um, and I joined the army. <laughs> that was the furthest thing that I ever imagined I would ever do from being rocker, business, rocker, music, business, Brandon kid into being, you know, a soldier and a 13 mic, multiple launch rocket system operator. Oh, man. So, um, I moved back in with my parents, uh, my parents, my mom and, you know, then stepdad moved back in with them in Rockwood, Michigan. And it was like putting a caged tiger in a smaller cage. It was brutal, man. I, we did not like each other at all. My mom's my best friend now, but at that point we fucking hated each other. I was on delayed entry to the army and it sucked. So I, uh, (laughs) we're, uh, sitting there and. Finally, the day comes. We have this little party for me. Invited my recruiter and all this stuff, and all my closest friends had all my favorite foods there. And they they drove away with me. And I swear I heard a party in the background at my my mom dancing with a lampshade on her head and a bottle of wine. Just yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Fuck that kid. He's gone. And off I went to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Uh, first plane ride I ever took at that point. I never really left Michigan. Just maybe Ohio and Canada. And I'm in Kentucky at Fort Knox, and you want to talk about culture shock. From being a you know middle-sized fish in a music scene, and women everywhere, and just you know being a rock star wannabe, and just living that life with no rules and no you know no consequences as far as I knew, to having everything you did being scrutinized, everything you did being laid out in front of you. And I mean, the paycheck was okay, but it was. Crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And just being told to do stuff and everybody's your boss and you're just trying to learn and 
it was stressful, man. I was 22 years old when I joined the army, <clears throat> which was actually meant I was like usually two, three years older than everybody else. I remember being in basic training and drill Sergeant Hess, who was also from Michigan, uh, yelled out, who here's from Michigan? Uh, fuck it. And I told myself, I'm not going to stand out. I don't want to stand out. Like, ugh. And I thought maybe he needed me. Maybe he just only had the information that, you know, somebody from Michigan called and maybe something bad happened. I don't know. I said, here, Joe Sergeant. What's your name? And I told him my name. He's like, well, you're my PG. Because I trust people from Michigan. That's where I'm from. I thought he said peachy. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to, I'm going to be, you know, his little gay guy or something. Like, I don't know what a peachy is. Why is he calling me peachy? Am I fruity? Am I, what, what is peachy? Is he going to squeeze me until the juice runs out? And I, I don't know what peachy is. And then uh, this guy next to me named Willoughby, I'll never forget him. He's an older guy. He was like in his thirties at that time. And he rejoined the military like a long time after he was in the military. So he had to do basic again. He's like, no, 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 you're the PG. You're the platoon guide. Like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, you're basically in charge of everybody when he's not around. And I'm trying to stay out of like off radar, just get through basic training, just do, you know, be a good little soldier, learn what I have to learn and just get through this shit without any eyes being on me because I've been told that. I said, just lay low, don't stand out, just be a soldier, you do what you're told. And immediately, the first fucking day I'm there, I'm in charge of everybody. I got in trouble for fucking everything. My arms and chest should be massive muscle bags right now because of the push-ups that I did back then. It was crazy. Hey, Private Flores didn't shave today. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't give a fuck if Private Flores didn't shave. Well, get down and do some push-ups until he's done shaving. That fucking happened. <laughs> like, again and again and again. Like, I remember one time, all the way down Drill Sergeant Row in the barracks, was like, like uh, Private Flores was making faces. And Drill Sergeant, uh, whomever caught him. Because we had, like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, temporary Drill Sergeants. Uh, they'd come in for two weeks. Like, what do they call it? Uh, not National Guard, but uh, Reserve. Reserve Drill Sergeants would come in every two weeks and replace the ones they had. So every two weeks, we were back at phase one. These guys came in with something to prove. But Drill Sergeant Hess was always there. But, you know, Private Flores is making faces. So, you know, why don't you, you tell you get in front of your PG and while he's doing push-ups and make faces at him. And if he laughs, he'll keep doing more push-ups, which made me laugh, of course. And I never, hurt, never helped my own cause in basic training, too, because I would always pick on these reserve drill sergeants because they were just doofuses. I remember Drill Sergeant Willis came in one time. And he talked like this, and he kind of had a little funny hunchback walk. And he's like, hey, hey, what's up? And then I was, like, calling everybody to attention, but I overstepped his bounds at the, in front of the PX or whatever. I know these are, like, old basic training army stories I'm sharing with you. It might be boring you to shit, but I think they're funny, so it's my podcast. If you don't like it, go out. Um, and I said, all right, attention. And, you know, that's because that's what you do in the army. Hey, private. I'm standing right here. What, are you the new drill sergeant? I'm like, no, it's drill sergeant Willis. My apologies. And I'm kind of smiling because he's just funny as hell. He's looked like Mr. Magoo. Like, yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. He's like, you think you got what it takes to be a drill sergeant, huh? I'm like, what's that drill sergeant? A funny talk and a, and a silly little walk? <laughs> I don't remember what I said. And a hunched over walk? 
<laughs> dude, he smoked me that night. That night, I mean, he literally ground me up, put me in a pipe, and smoked my ashes with the amount of I did at least two hundred push-ups that night. And the whole time, he's like, "That was pretty goddamn funny," but you know, don't call me out in front of the other soldiers like that. And yeah, you keep pushing up, and I, my arms are jelly. I'm like just wobbling, and like I'm on the verge of crying, but I'm still laughing. And it's like, so that was basic training for me. And we got through it. Um, I was never a big body guy or a physical guy. You know, I was a musician. So uh, I remember the last thing we had to do to to graduate basic training was go on this like twenty mile hike with all your gear on and it's not a hike it's a road march but it was just you know in fort knox kentucky where it's just fucking hills and, and the weather was shit and if it wasn't for this i remember this tall black dude behind me named uh private drummond i, I would kill to get a hold of this guy and thank him again or just talk to him and see how he's doing because he was like one of the coolest people i ever met in my life and all the reason i say black guy is because i want you to get a visual but you know we've got 80 pounds of equipment on we're walking 20 miles we had miles gear which is like that laser tag stuff that like it weighed like 20 more pounds and i'm dying man i am literally like okay i gotta finish this to graduate but i am freaking dying and he pushed me through that whole thing and just you gotta keep going there probably you gotta and he's you know private just like me but he was in great shape and he was just you gotta keep going you gotta keep he probably doesn't want me to fuck up his road march so <laughs> but he motivated me and i'll never forget that and i wish drummond uh, I, I don't even remember his first name i want to say philip drummond but that's the guy from like different strokes which i used to love in the 80s anyway I would I'd love to know where he's at and just have him here to motivate me to do work and get my shit straight because I've never been motivated like that. None of the drill sergeants, nobody ever motivated me more than Drummond. Anyways, I went to Fort uh, Sill, Oklahoma for AIT. And honestly, that's where I learned that, you know, fuck the army, honestly. Uh, that was the most racial fucking just asshole place I've ever been in my life. I was a minority there in my class in AIT and I was treated like shit. And I know a lot of people that ah, serves you right. Yeah. And I know how we feel. No, fuck that. Nobody should feel that. I don't want to go back to this thing about, you know, character action and skill, but I have to, that's the only thing you should judge people on. And you know what? It, it, it sucks. My whole life. I grew up in Detroit as a, you know, the one white kid and, and my other friend on the block. And this reminded me, it brought back flashbacks of like being a young, young kid because like, you know, they were fucking just awful to me and to, you know, the other people. Thankfully I broke my ankle and I got set back a class. Thankfully I broke my ankle. And then I got to be with a bunch of people that I, you know, that I knew, which was kind of cool. And uh, it didn't matter what color their fucking skin is. It never matters what color your fucking skin is. But I've never been. And I'm thinking, this is in the Army, the U.S. fucking Army. I remember we had things like Firewatch at night, and I'd be woken up like four times a night. Yeah, wake your ass up. And they'd all team up on you, and they would beat the fuck out of other people, like gang up on them. It was like a fucking gang. It was stupid, man. I fucking hated it, and it put such a bad taste in my mouth, and it made me just hate them. Again. Not the color of their fucking skin. If you think that about me, you're fucking stupid. If you think that, period, you're fucking stupid. If you feel that way about other people, you're fucking stupid. Just like these people were fucking stupid because that's how they judged me. So fuck all of them. I hope they're all dead, to be honest with you. Um, 
but yeah, it was just, uh, it was a miserable, like, what was it? 10, 12 weeks or however long I was in AIT. But then I finally got set to, uh, you know, Fort Sill. It was my home station, right? My home base. And it was a job. That's all the army and the military and you know all of that. It, it's a fucking job. Yeah, you have to be a certain kind of person to get through it, to get through basic training in AIT. But at the, at, at, at the base route, it's a job, which is why I've never really understood why, you know, people glamorize the military so much. Because, it, you know, we don't do that for cops very often. We don't do that for firefighters and nurses and teachers very often. We don't do that for, you know, the fry cook at Carl's Jr., these are all jobs. It's a way to make a living. That's why I joined because I was homeless in Detroit and I hated my life and everything fell apart. I needed something. And that's the the something that I came across. I'd probably be dead. A lot of my friends in Detroit are dead. I mean, a lot are fucking dead. They never escaped Detroit. And this was my escape. So I fucking just did it. And it was a job. And it was just, you show up for work, shine your boots you find out what you're supposed to do today. Maybe you do a little workout in the morning. You get off work. You go home. That's it. That's what the job was. And a lot of times, you know, you go out to the field or maybe you get, maybe you get a deployment. Maybe you go to Afghanistan, Iraq. I went to Korea. And I, <laughs> I basically shopped the whole time. I shopped and I just explored the country and had a great time. So, you know, there was no wars going on at the time, thankfully, and... It was a job. So, I mean, when people thank me for my service, I'm like, I, I was, you know, I was shopping. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to work every day. Yeah, my work involved, you know, picking up missiles and sticking them inside of a launcher and shooting them downrange sometimes. And that was cool when I actually got to do that when we had a field deployment or we got to go out into the field and, and play Army. I loved that stuff. It was fun as shit. But most of the time I was sitting in the motor pool, just sweeping up, you know, oil spills or working on the vehicles or, or literally trying to get the fuck out of work. That's why I started working for like the, you know, I started my own newspaper. I was in charge of the boss programs, which was the better opportunity for single soldiers. I was doing all this extracurriculum stuff, which made me look really good and really outgoing and a real go getter. And then eventually, you know, I was doing so much of that other stuff, they made me the lieutenant's driver, which meant I had nothing to do but take care of a Humvee. And the Humvee was fine. I'd wash it. I'd, you know, scrub, scrub, you know, clean up after it. I would make sure it was working. The batteries were charged. The heater works. And LT was cool, man. Like all of the LTs I drove around, they were all cool. I drove around a captain for a while, too. And I was like that guy. I was kind of like stood out. Especially in Korea. I had a great time in Korea. They sent me home with a plaque and an ARCOM. I, I did a lot of shit over there that made me look really good. I was in charge of the entire peninsula as far as single soldiers and events and things like that. And then I went back to Fort Sill after Korea, and I fucking hated it. They had a brand new uh, first sergeant doctor. Piece of shit. This guy was a fucking asshole. He had no right being in charge of anything. He was fucking terrible. And then we had Captain uh, whomever the fuck. He was a piece of shit. And I just came back from like getting, like I said, being praised and having this amazing chain of command and a fucking amazing time. Here's how I got, here's how another thing I did in, in Korea. I think I've said this before. 
I had a band. That's where I met Dave, my one-eyed Buffalo partner uh, who just passed last year. And I hate fucking saying this every week. But um, my drummer was Lieutenant Bell, who was in charge of, you know, the medical facility on Camp Stanley in Korea. So (laughs) he was my drummer, man. I'd go to him and get a profile. and I'd take a week off any time I wanted to. I never had to exercise in the morning if I didn't want to. So yeah, I had it made over there. And then I come back to the first of the 17th uh, brigade or battalion, whatever it is, in uh, Fort Sill, and I, it was the complete opposite. It seemed like my entire chain of command hated me. And uh, it, it was the, I never had a disciplinary action before, but I got an Article 15 there one time for disrespecting a CEO who was trying to correct my push-ups. And I'm like, bitch, I've been doing these fucking push-ups for fucking six years. I don't need you to fucking correct me, putting your hand on my belly and my lower ass to fucking, you know, fix my form. Like, fuck off. Like, get your hand off my ass. And I said that information in front of everybody and got an article 15 for it. Yeah. Which I didn't, didn't care at that point. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out. And I did. But you know, the thing that I know personally about the military, and I'm sure it still stands today, I got out in uh, 18 days before 9-11, believe it or not. It just happened to be when I was getting out. I was waiting for them to call me and say, hey, we need you back. Never did, so I'm grateful for that. I didn't want to go kill people, and I didn't want to get killed. I know a lot of my friends in the Army that did, and it sucks. But, um, yeah, the things that I learned is it's just like society. You know, you can say thanks for your service, and, oh, we love the troops. Oh, the troops are everything. A lot of the troops are fucking assholes. They take the worst parts of like all over the country and shove them all onto a military base. Look at crime on military bases in and around. It's fucking skyrocketed. Lawton is a shithole. And that's where I was for most of the time. It was Lawton, Oklahoma. It's a fucking shithole. It was good benefits. It was a great experience. Um, I paid for my college. That's why I joined. I needed to get off the streets of Detroit, which I was, you know, a heartbeat away from being back on. And I needed something. And the army was there. And I'll always appreciate it. I'll always be on that team. It's whatever. You'll never hear me say, huh. You'll never hear me, you know, see me wear a fucking army hat. Uh, you'll never see that because it's, it's not that, it's not me. It was never me. It, was, it wasn't me when I had the camouflage on and I had to go to formation every morning. I fucking hated it. It wasn't me when I was shooting missiles downrange or, you know, in the gas chambers or in, you know, fucking lighting up people with, lighting up Op 4 with machine guns. It wasn't me. Who you're talking to right now, this is me. And I, I, I like being me. I like being able to do stuff like this and doing my TV network and all these things that I do. That's me. I love that. I love being creative and being productive and being a businessman and, 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 you know, with the pitfalls and the successes and everything. That's me. I love it. Be you figure out who you are and be you. That's my main advice advice to anybody, but the military wasn't it, but it helped me be me afterwards. If that makes any sense, I got out and basically just spent day after day trying to figure out who I am again. And I think it's taken me about 20 years, but I think I'm there. I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with who I am. Korea was a lot of fun. And I still have friends. Like I said, not only Dave, uh, who uh, 21 years, we made music together, but I'm still friends with, you know, Pete Kaser and just, you know, all these guys, Povish and, I still know their names. We're all, that's another great thing about social media. We're all connected there and we talk about old times. And I have a crate 
like a big plastic tub full of VHS tapes of my entire experience in the army. A lot of stuff from Korea, a lot of field stuff. And you know, I'll always cherish that. I need to get that on like digital so I don't lose it. It doesn't just go away. As far as war goes is what's really the question was last month, uh, last week was I, I fucking hate that that's even in our terminology right now. I hate that that's even in our vocabulary because war is just outdated and it's not needed anymore. We don't need to be bombing motherfuckers anymore. And, and for the most part, we're not, but because we figured out how to be economic jackals and disrupt their system from the inside out. That's what we did to Iran in the 70s, and that's why they fucking hate us now. That's what we've recently done to Libya. That's what we've recently done to Venezuela. That's what we've recently done to, not to mention Iraq, Afghanistan. You don't think that we own these places? You're out of your mind. After we beat Germany and Japan in World War II, that's what we did there. We install our central banking systems. We make them rely on us. We put them in such debt that they'll never be able to pay it off. And then we villainize those, you know, the Irans, the North Koreas, the Russias, the Chinas. We villainize those people that we don't disrupt internally. So, yeah, war is just, you know, I I hate the fact that soldiers, I mean, soldiers are always going to die. There's accidents. God knows they kill each other, you know, in gang fights and fights and shit constantly. And, and not to mention accidents. I've seen four people die, you know, in front of me when I was in the military and it's terrible. Soldiers will always die. Just like cops will always die. Just like ambulance drivers will always die. Even the fry cook at Carl's Jr. Right now, there's one probably dying right now. He put his fucking bell and Landed inside the the deep fryer. His face is fried. He's dead. It's sad. There's always going to be occupational hazards and death. But sending our kids, you know, to fucking places they don't belong. Yes, we need a powerful, powerful military. I will agree with Donald Trump on this one. I know it's the first time I've mentioned his name this entire podcast. Crazy, right? I'll agree that we need a super powerful that maximizes what we have and just dwarfs every other military, which we do. No military is even close to us, not China, not Russia, no matter what you think. They're not even close to us, never have been. Even in the Cold War days, Russia had 20% of what we had militarily. Yes, we need that to protect ourselves and our interests and allies. Yes, but there's no need to ever invade another country. There's no need to go to war with Iran. That's just fucking stupid. And I feel bad for our soldiers when they did. I felt bad for them in Iraq. I felt bad for them in Afghanistan because honestly, here's a secret. And if I was anybody, I'd probably get in trouble for saying this, but here's one of the, another reason uh, I got out long before nine 11, you got to think I got out of the army 18 days before nine 11. Of course I didn't know it was coming, but I knew something was coming because they would take us into this church on Fort Sill, our entire, I'm talking thousand people. We'd sit there and they started going over battle plans for Afghanistan. That's where I first heard words like Al Qaeda and Taliban and all this stuff. Never heard of that before. I heard about this months before nine 11 that we were going to attack Afghanistan. And there was always, you know, attack plans for Iraq. Why the fuck do you think we were doing that? How did we get so ready so quick? Because we were all preparing for it. And then those buildings came down in New York City, and uh, guess what? There's our green light. Anyways, this has been the longest podcast I've ever done, so I think we're going to end there. And uh, 
do a little uh, happy ending. Now it's time for the happy ending. Okay, happy ending time. This has seriously been the longest podcast that I've done on either podcast that I do, the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast or this one, the Brandon Bishop Podcast. This is the longest I've ever done. Using up a lot of internet space here, Brandon. You know, a lot of a topic that came up on this episode was race, um, which is something I don't subscribe in, and people don't understand that. And, and of course, as a white man, I'm not allowed to have an opinion about fucking anything anymore, am I? I've, I've been writing a book. Actually, I'm, I'm just at conceptual stage. That's called "It's Okay to Be a White Straight Man." And I know it's going to piss a lot of people off, but I don't know why it's going to piss them off. Why? Obviously, I'm not fucking racist at all. I'm not. <laughs> you know that. It's just that it seems like I, you know, people like like me have been, you know, demonized. Here's the thing, people. Yes, I was around in the '70s. I lived in Detroit. Trust me, I wasn't causing any trouble. I was around in the 80s. Again, never caused any trouble. My heroes are fucking mostly, you know, people with a lot more skin pigmentation than I've got, whether it's Richard Pryor or Cheech and Chong or Otis Redding. I never looked at those people in my life. I've never looked at those people as Mexican or black or anything. I've never looked at anybody and said, oh, he's an Asian. Except for Asian girls, because I am, (laughs) it's a weakness of mine. Oh, but that's all positive. I just don't understand it. I don't, I, like I said, I mean, maybe that's my white privilege where I never had to deal with it and I don't have to give it any thought. But I have my own things going on too, you know. I don't have to invest in everybody's plight. I don't have to invest in everybody's struggle. I don't. It's not mine. You don't invest in mine, do you? No, you don't. Because why the fuck should you? It's my struggle. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't care at all, for better or worse, what somebody's skin color is. It's so stupid at this day and age. And even to separate yourself by being a part of a team, by being a part, that's the, I'm, I'm fucking Samoan. Fuck everybody else. I'm Samoan. I'm going to tattoo that shit across my fucking chest. Got a big sticker in the back window that says I'm Mexican. Okay, great. Good for you. And I'll never know what it's like to be a part of a, and I hate to use the word minority because that just sounds degrading, but I, I don't know what it's like to be that. I never will. Or do I? I'm a tattooed rocker guy. He used to have hair down to his fucking feet. You don't think I was discriminated against and marginalized and talked shit about and pointed out and left out? Of course I was. Oh, you can change that, though. You can cut your hair and put on a suit. And then you're just like all the other white guys. Am I? I'm just tired of it, man. I'm tired of, first of all, let's start at the most popular form of racism. Let's, and, and you know what? This is not a happy ending so far. I'm just going to do some plugs here in a second, and we're going to end this. Maybe we'll talk about race on the next podcast. I think we should. But let's kick it off by saying, if you're one of these fucking redneck backwoods hillbillies. Is that racist to say that? They're not a race. 
That's more of a description of what they actually are. It's a stereotype, I guess. But if you're one of those people that do judge people on the color of their skin, let's say you're a white guy that just, I hate them people. You know, first of all, you're, you're terrible. You're scum. You're garbage. You're ghetto. You're awful. You're a piece of shit. There's no getting around that. And you're the same people that when you actually have contact with, let's say, uh, a black guy, <laughs> which you probably don't often, that's why you build your own little you know, hatred towards them because you don't know any of them. That's when you clam up and you're like, oh, yeah, yes, sir, yeah, well, very nice to meet you. And then you go back and talk shit about them. You're pathetic. Jump into an active fucking volcano and kill yourself. I mean that. You're the worst kind of fucking people. And you know who else is worse? Anybody else of any other color, culture, uh, it, that says that about anybody. That's different than you. And that's all that you have to judge them by. You're scum. And I hate, I hate that everybody just marginalizes themselves. You're bigger than that. You're a fucking human being. You know what the chances are of humans existing? Not very good. And we did it. We all did it together. Like I said, man, there's enough shit dividing us. Football teams and, you know, what kind of cell phone do you use? I'm an Android person. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a motherfucking iPhone. There's so much shit, dude, that just divides us. And it's all just because we don't understand the difference. I don't know what it's like to have a vagina. I don't. And I know a lot of these old pieces of shit in Washington don't know what it's like to have a vagina. Therefore, it's a big question mark for them. So they have to do something like, I don't know what to do. Let's uh, make abortion illegal. Fucking, ah, fuck it. I don't have a vagina. It's really the same thing. It just makes me sad because I have, do you realize what we could be right now as a society? If we just, you know, let culture divide us, you know, the positives of our cultures divide us instead of the negatives. I've never looked at somebody and judged them for anything that's different than what I possess. I've never looked at a gay guy and said, I hate that fucking guy because he likes wieners. I mean, I've never looked at a lesbian and said, oh, fuck them. Oh, fuck stupid lesbians don't want my wiener. I just don't get it. I don't fucking understand. It's so fucking stupid to me. It's so stupid, but it's inherent. It's inherent. It's built into our fucking DNA to be stupid, I think. We've been programmed to be stupid. Did you hear some of the music I played earlier? It's proof of it. It's stupid. And I don't give a fuck what color their fucking skin is. I don't care. I don't care what their culture is. I don't care where they came from. I don't care where they're going. All I care is that we get some decent fucking music. Please, people, fucking share shit with me. Go to the Facebook page, share shit with me. Okay, I got to end this thing. I'm still fucking going. I'm a, Those fucking pocket coffees, man. I think I had two pocket coffees this morning and a bulletproof coffee. That's why we're still fucking going an hour and a half into this thing. Okay, 
AsyTV, ASYTV.com, over 600 hours of all original and classic TV and movies. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Disney Plus. Boom, you've got HBO Go. Now add AsyTV to the mix. ASYTV.com. It's only five bucks a month. Only five bucks a month. Less than that cup of coffee you got at Starbucks. Less than that delicious burrito you've been thinking about this entire time. It's awesome. It's my life's work. There's a whole bunch of shit on there. Truly something for everybody. ASYTV.com. AsyTV.com. Coming again soon. We've been working on this thing. Actually, we're working hard right now. Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. It's coming back to everything. The 22 is coming out real soon. You can go to the22iscool.com probably in two weeks. See what that's all about. My son and I wrote a book called Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. It's available. Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. It's available on Amazon. Go there right now. I think it's on sale. You know, we missed the bestseller thing, but we got two more books coming out soon. My band, One-Eyed Buffalo. We have an album on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you call it. It's on Spotify, CD Baby, everywhere. It's called Last Room on the Right. I think there's like 13 songs on it. I love Dave more than anything in the world, uh, more than any other friend I've ever had. He's just the best. I hate that he left me, but his music lives on. New album coming soon. He's left me enough music to do probably two more albums. So grateful for that. Grateful for my 21 years with Dave. Love him. Miss him. Get the music. One-Eyed Buffalo. Last Room on the Right. It's available now. Uh, what else do I do? Oh, the Chocolate and Cheese Expo. If you live here in Colorado, you can go to the Chocolate and Cheese Expo on March 15th. Yeah, it's the Chocolate and Cheese Expo. We raise money for the Asai Cares program, direct-to-family program, and it's an all-around feel-good, cheesy, chocolatey kind of a thing. So obviously you're going to go to that. It's only five bucks to get in. All that money goes to charities as well as the vendor fees and everything and everything and everything. Sign on auctions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we also have the Gamer Taco Comic Con coming up in April 25th and 26th. Gamer Taco Comic Con, pretty self-explanatory. Put it on your calendar. And uh, if you like wrestling, listen to the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, which I'm going to attempt to record after this, after I go eat some of that chicken that's been smelling up the house, amazingly smelling up the house. And uh, you can go to the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast. Listen to me uh, ramble on about wrestling for another fucking five hours. So anyways, thank you for some joy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> for joining me for the Brandon Bishop podcast. I am that Brandon Bishop and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. Sorry for it being so long, but then again, maybe I'm not, maybe you get upset. Maybe you, it's like your favorite show. The season just ended on a cliffhanger and you're like, oh, no, maybe that's how you feel. Every time the Brandon Bishop podcast ends, you're just sad. It's like, now what do I do with my day? <laughs> <laughs> God, why? And on this episode right here, you're like, holy shit, I am totally fulfilled. I don't even want to hear this motherfucker till next week. Maybe that's just in my head. But anyways, thanks for watching. <laughs>